We had a lot of fun making this episode. Hopefully that fun fully comes through. It's always fun catching up with Yaniv, Albi, and Corey, some solid individuals. If you would like to support the show, there's a few ways you could do it. The easiest way is to get on social media and just give us a shout out, share some of the content we put out there, get the word out. That's how podcasts grow is when people are telling somebody. It's the same as tree work. Uh, Word of mouth is the best way to get the word out. If you want to help out financially, that's always appreciated. We try to throw a link into the description for people to donate if so inclined. And you can always reach out at treethinkingpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you think. Without further ado, we'll take care of some business, and then we'll get right to it. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a substitute for professional arboriculture advice and should never be relied upon to perform or direct arboricultural work. The Tree Thinking Podcast makes no representations as to the accuracy, completeness, or suitability of any information on this podcast and will not be liable for any damages arising from the use of any information in the practice of arboriculture or tree work. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guests and their appearance on the podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The podcast and its hosts are not to be held responsible for misuse, cited, and or unsighted copies of the content within this podcast by others. The Tree Thinking Podcast may not be reproduced or distributed without the express written consent of the Tree Thinking Podcast. Hit it. All right. Well, we're back again, and this week is going to be a topic I've been looking forward to. Me and Albie have been going back and forth a little bit uh, about this, and I think it's really worth exploring. Um, we're going to be kind of talking about the value of what we do, the value of tree work, and that can go in a lot of different directions. But before we get into that, I'm Andrew. I'm Yaniv. I'm LB. And I'm Corey. Yeah, this will be a fun one. Yaniv hasn't been on before. Uh, me and Yaniv have, I mean, we kind of came up at Sperry Tree Care together. We've had a lot of fun over the years. Um, and I've, yes. been, I've been hoping to get Yaniv on, so I'm stoked to have you here, man. I'm happy to be here. Uh, these these days, Yaniv's working for Right Tree Care, doing the line clearance in town. And so, you know, he's got a great perspective, kind of came up in residential tree work, doing high-quality tree work, and since has moved over to utility work. So that'll be a good perspective. And Albie was on, man, what was it, episode 10 maybe? Something like that. Yeah, talking about bidding. He He worked, me and him worked together for about 18 years. And, uh, I've, you know, one of the things that I always think about, and I think I said it last time also was, uh, I've probably learned more about tree work just through doing the bids that you would, you would prescribe what needs to be done and you would come and talk to us about how to do the work and what to do. And so, uh, stick after a few decades. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, yeah, some of it stuck, (laughs) you know, um, and all y'all guys know Corey. That's so value right there. Yeah. But the, <laughs> the interesting thing is, you know, you need having the utility experience, Albie having the con or having the uh, consulting arborist experience, uh, me and Corey both working at the city and having our own side businesses. We all have a little bit of different angles that we're coming at this from. Um, so it's all, I, it's all the same, but it's all different. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. But where do we find value? That's, uh, I think it all depends on the people you meet in the sense that you, you will have 
tree owners, we're going to call them tree owners, I don't like clients or customers, <clears throat> probably going to s- slip and say client and customers, but tree owners who are understand the value of what they have. They buy the property because of the trees. Yeah. That alone, you know, brings the value of their property by about 15%, if you follow the, the numbers. And so some of them are aware of that, some are not aware of that. And it's up to us when we meet them to remind them of what they have, what the the value of, of, of what they have on their property. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's one of the interesting things about that I really had to learn when I came to the city, right? Mm-hmm. Is in the residential, they're asking you to come. They want you there. You're there because they looked you, you know, looked for you, found you and invited you into their property. Mm-hmm. At the city, a lot of times they look at the street tree, they think it's theirs because it's in front of their house, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they don't want you messing with it. That's right. You know, so <laughs> it like that's a big difference because you're bringing value because they want that value. We're kind of shoving that value down their throat. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you how many times uh, uh, property owners walked <gasps> up to me and been like, hey, what are you doing to my tree? It's mm. not your tree. It's on the right of way. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's an educating moment, and sometimes they're happy about it. Sometimes it's like, "Oh, I didn't know that," and sometimes they're like, "We'll get off my property." Thanks. Have you had that before? Oh yeah, people really. Wow, really. Oh, we get yeah, we get so much negativity from mm-hmm. people. Well, at first, mm-hmm. I think we you get really good really quick at one explaining like, "Hey, this is actual city property." You know, we we're more than willing to listen to you. You know, let's let's have a conversation. What do you want? What we need to do is we need to get clearance so that a fire truck or a moving truck or something doesn't rip your tree in half or rip the tree in half, you know? And so, and once you take the time to talk to them and explain them and, you know, once you make them realize like, Hey, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this a long time and I'm actually here to help your tree. You know, then you win them over. Although I'll bet for you, Yaniv, uh, that might be a little bit harder of a sell sometimes. It, it definitely is. It's. I mean, I, I work with dudes who have a handful of stories they can tell you about literally being run off of properties uh, by people who are armed wow. and coming back later to trim trees under police escort. Ugh. Like, oh, wow. you literally have two officers stand there in the front yard and keep a property owner inside while the, you trim the trees. Wow. Um, wow. It hasn't happened to me, not yet. I'm hoping it doesn't, but we'll see. You know, that's, I think that's a lot of the problems and it's, I think it's worldwide, whatever you do, it's usually communication and understanding what it's all about. It it is. Because it's, you know, guess what? When they come and complain and really don't want them on on, on their property, but when an ice storm hits and you're restoring power, all of a sudden you're the hero, right? You're a hero. And it's... I came in across that even on residential side. You know, you, you show up in the neighborhood and nobody likes you because you're loud and you're dirty and you cut down trees and your truck blocks traffic and it's garbage day and you're parked in front of the mailbox, like all these things. It's, all, it's always fucking garbage day. It's everywhere, <laughs> every, every, everywhere we go, every day, it is garbage day. Like I'm going to miss my Amazon delivery. Come on. It's, I've heard that too. It, it never fails. But then there's that cataclysmic ice storm and for two weeks – you're pulling into neighborhoods and people are clapping and they're bringing you cookies and coffee and ordering you pizza. Amazing? And then two weeks later they forget about it and you're the biggest asshole on earth and 
everyone hates you again for three more years. But I think that's part of like what our job is. And it's kind of the part that no one trains you on. Absolutely not. Is being able to communicate with them. You know, when you said like, Hey, it hasn't happened to me. My, like what I thought was, yeah, that's not a surprise. Cause you Neve knows how to talk to clients. He knows how to do good work and explain what he's doing. So I'm, you know, some people you just can't win over, you know, that's just bottom. That's how it is. You run into all types of yeah. people in life. But if you have the, even the people you don't win over, if you use logic and you explain yeah. why you're there, you know, like for, it's funny because you get more kickback probably than we do, but you're like for us, you know, there, there's definitely importance to get clearance, right? They're like, and you know, but, and like they, they're having you out to sometimes do very important things for the tree, but very few times is it as important as making sure your tree does not catch on fire. Speaking about value, valuable moments, for example. I have clients who have had bad situations with uh, line clearance people. Yeah. And then they want me to be present when Yaniv and his crew are coming. And it's always, it's been always sweet, hasn't it? Yeah. And we, you know, I'm. they just want me to be there to make sure that they don't screw up. And I always come and meet them first. And I say, the ones I haven't met yet, I said, I'm not here to breathe down your neck. I'm just here to make sure that the client knows I'm here. That's the only reason I, when I'm here. I trust your judgment. I trust what you're going to do. And actually, the the I have to say that over the years, I have seen improvement in the in the pruning. And sometimes you can't help. There's a few things you need to do to go by code. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, it's, it's, it has improved. And the communication between uh, eWeb or Sub or Write, whoever the, the contractor is, is actually has improved over the years. I mean, yeah. when I started at Sperry like 23 years ago, <laughs> almost, it was good old boys. They didn't give a shit about who you were. They had the right away, and they they just went ahead and did it. They didn't care. They had so much complaint because they also were hiring the. I mean, talking about value again, they tried to make a buck, so they tr- they hired the the lowest bid mm-hmm. contractors. Mm-hmm. You had companies from Portland that doesn't work. Them. That that doesn't work out. Oh, H- hiring the lowest bid. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't have guessed that. I've not yeah, not all we'll, the time. We'll, all. Ta- we'll talk about that for sure. That's definitely a perfect segue on on uh, value and, and lack of value. Well, and I've I've noticed what you're talking about with you know. I mean, my only perspective is in Eugene, Oregon. You know, I can't talk about anything nationwide or the overall industry, but here locally, uh, right you know, has done a much better job of hiring people like Yaniv who, you know, who know what a good cut is mm-hmm. and are go- not just know, but are going to take the time to make a good cut and do a good job, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like it makes it, it also makes it easier uh, whether I'm working for a client or working as an urban forester for the city when I'm talking to someone to, to tell them, oh yeah, no, don't worry. Yeah, the, because people always come up and be like, well, at least you're not the utility company just hacking the trees. And it's like, well, you, you know, it makes it easy for me to be like, well, you know, I know guys that work for the utility companies that are great arborists. They have to do that. 
you know, because they don't want your tree in your backyard to become deadly if you lean on it. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's 90% of people who are upset about us being there. If you just talk to them and you tell them like, hey, here's the deal. I'm not following a right guideline. It's not an e-web guideline. These are federal guidelines established by OSHA. Like we got to get 10 feet. Yeah. On, on your power lines, or if they have, you know, 115,000 volt transmission lines, we got to tell them we got to have 20 feet of clearance. And for that exact reason, we don't want your tree to catch fire. We don't want your kids to be out here playing on their tire swing and they get electrocuted because the whole tree's energized. Yeah. And it, it just, you just, a bit is communication. You just got to talk to people. And 90 to 95% of people are totally understanding at that point and on our, not necessarily happy to let the work go on, but they're they're more much more willing to let you do what you need to do. And of course, there's that five percent who are just absolutely nuts and don't want you there and decide to pull a handgun and run you off the property. But what are you talking about? You're gonna top the red maple that I planted right under the power lines? <laughs> That's we get that. Or what do you mean I can't put a row of Leland cypresses under the? the <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Like. Mm. <laughs> yeah, for the first three years, that will work out good. Right? <laughs> and then we're going to be back we'll every go. six months. To talk to them yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's kind of a good deal for them because that's free yeah. hedge work. Free hedge work. At least and, the top. And that, too, people, at least here on the eWeb contract, I don't know what it's like in other right contracts, but people get removals, big, huge technical Nasty. removals done for free. Because it's within 10 feet of the power lines and contractors, private contractors aren't allowed to do it. And people say, I want this tree gone. And they call a contractor and the contractor comes out and says, nope, I can't do it. They had talk, better. Talk, talk to eWeb. That's, <clears throat> that's the thing that comes up too. eWeb has caught private contractors doing it or guys dropping stuff across the three phase and, you know, taking out power for 7,000 customers. Ugh. And people, people get. Big removals done for free because eWeb says, "Yeah, we'll cut it down for you." Yeah. Another another part of value is, you know, what people perceive to be a good deal. Right. Mm -hmm. You mentioned short uh, perceived, value. perceived value. Perceived perceived value. Yeah. So they say, "Oh, that guy is going to be so much cheaper," and then all of a sudden, he <laughs> smashes their fans. Builds a tree across the street on a Sunday. Smashes a car, and all of a sudden it starts to go to, down to Shit Creek very, very it, quick. It turns out the guy right. in the 76 yeah. Dotson pickup yeah. <laughs> with no teeth yeah. and his cousin who just got out of prison who showed up to cut down your tree, it turns out that they were not the best deal. All right, all right so I got a good story about this while I was working at the city. There is a, a person over on Praslin, and we found these big, beautiful oh, red, I think they're red oaks. That were dying. Yes. Yeah. And it uh, it was really a bummer. Big, beautiful red oaks. It turns out, you know, the way it was dying, it was like, oh, this looks like these trees have been poisoned. So we collected some leaves and sent them off. And it turns out, yep, they've been poisoned. Did you know what, what poisoned it? Oh, I don't remember. But it... Yeah, I don't what remember. is it... Uh, Scat someone sure. scattered McDonald's cheeseburgers. All <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just just one. McDonald's just just, yeah. just one. The, the trees had diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quick killer. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so you know, so crossbow there was a. I think it was crossbow. I, what is that? Uh, two D forty. 
Yeah, glyophosphate. Oh, glyphosphate. That's that's Roundup. Yeah, no, it's not. It was it was the crossbow. Isn't that crossbow is a brush killer? So it's yeah. Isn't what's it? You know what I'm talking about? Two four five D, I think. What one of It's not glyphosphate. Two D forty. Anyways, whatever it is. UB40 is a wrong band. No, not UB40. <laughs> yeah, they just put, they turned up the UB40 and the trees just had enough. They, they just lost all the leaves. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't uh, It wasn't crossbow and it wasn't uh, Roundup. It was some other fairly common. Yeah, I uh, can't. Like Casseron or whatever. I can't remember. I, I used to know, yeah. like, yeah. because while that was happening, I was also getting, my, or I oh, yeah, just got pesticide my pesticide license. license. But since then, I mean, that was one of those things, like, study, 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 pass the test, delete. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the process of doing that right now because I got to get my applicator's license. And that is totally what it is. It's hold on to it. It's bulimic learning. Yeah. Yep. Soak it all up, purge it on the test, be done with it forever. That's funny. Yeah. We, 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 we did the same thing. When I was back in Belgium, at one point I had to use some chemicals in my landscaping business, right? So I, I had to take the class to use something called Paraqua that's been banned. Paraqua is deadly. Yeah. If you, if you swallow a drop, you don't wake up the next morning, period. Is it banned here too? Yes. Oh, yes, 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 it is. Okay, good. It has. Anyway, I was going to say we probably put it on cheeseburgers. Uh, or something. I took. <laughs> yeah. So I took. So uh, give McDonald's fr- fries that <laughs> flavor. <laughs> <laughs> so it was 120 hours of class. Oh, jeez. And I, I took the yeah like three levels, and I said, okay, might as well go for the highest, highest level in case I need whatever I want. And as I was studying, I realized. How crappy that was. And so I took the test, passed my, my license, never used chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. At, when I got it, yeah. I, you know, I was like, the same thing, reading and like, this is horrible stuff. Horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I went uh, to the supervisor at the time and I was like, you know, Chris. Oh, Chris. Yeah. Gerard. I, yep. I will get this. I will do it if it's a box I need to check to have this job. But I'm not going to apply. You know, when you tell me I have to start playing with these chemicals, I quit. I'll tell you right now. If this is a box to check, I'll check it. But I'm not going to be a chemical guy. Mm -hmm. That's just not me. You know, there's people that do it. All the more power. That's a personal decision. If you want to mix those chemicals around with, you know, that's you do you. I'm not going to do that. And uh, that's an interesting thing because that's what it turned into. And it sounds like a few of us have been through that. Talk about value. Don't send your employees to go get to check boxes that cost you, cost the you know you money, cost them time, just so you can check a box. Luckily, we our new supervisor, Eric, who's been on the podcast a couple times, he's smart enough to yeah, mm-hmm. he's smart enough to know, and he just uh, he's he was just like you know what, let's make it you know because you have to have a certification to have this other you know the position. So he's like, let's just make it a track certification. That's something that you'll use on a regular basis. So we got sure, track certified time. and, you know. You well, yeah. well, we were track certified before that, but that, they yeah. just co-opted that into the new. Qualified. Qualified. Yeah. And so, Sorry, qualified. Yeah. Yes. And so that's a certification. Yes, yes. That's a really good example of value. But I'm going to take a step back because I was just starting a story. They removed these red oaks to get sunlight on their garden. I, th- I think it was triclopyr. 
Was it Triclipper? I can't remember. Oh, okay. yeah, it might have been Triclipper. I I've been looking it up. I thought it was UB forty. So <laughs> <laughs> my mom listened to that my entire youth, and I survived. So if it was UB forty, it's only hazardous to vegetation. Yeah. <laughs> I love UB forty. So. They told me to go back and, uh, you know, there's different things that this person had to do, replant trees and do all this stuff, right? So they were like, hey, you're, you're heading over to that part of town. Can you just drive by and make sure that this has been done? So I'm driving by the job site, and he's got this giant Leland Cypress. And, I mean, oh. the timing was fucking perfect because <laughs> him and some dude in a Datsun were out there, and the dude in the Datsun was standing on the shed next to it with a face cut in it, going to fell it in the driveway oh and puts oh. a face and the thing falls back on his neighbor's garage that the guy is standing on. And so me, I stop and take a picture real quick. <laughs> Be like, yep, the trees are there and that's a top on top of the garage. <laughs> Similar story. I think it was also a Leland Cypress. This was in one of my friend's backyards and he snapped a bunch of pictures of this guy. So he was up in a Leland Cypress and he had no climbing gear whatsoever he had just put on a new roof on his house and new gutters, you know, whole nine, nine yards, right? Mm-hmm. He's up in this. Before in this, he did anything before, with the tree. Exactly. <laughs> that's the most sensible way it to is. do that. It is. You do your big construction project and then whatever money you have left over, if you can't afford tree work, then you do the tree work afterwards. You, you buy a ladder and a chainsaw. Exactly. Or you, you hire the guy in the Datsun that will do it for whatever money you have left over. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so this guy is up there with, I shit you not, an extension cord chainsaw, mm-hmm. like, he was probably 30 feet up in the air trying to top this thing out. And of course it fucking smashes his gutters and smashes his new roof. <laughs> of course it does. Big old nasty stuff. Just like bastard cutting them. So just like letting them peel. It was yeah, fantastic. Yeah. He picture. should have just swept, swept his ladder. Too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so, I mean, talking about value, I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many times doing residential work, you'd come up and this guy is, same thing. He's put a new roof on the house, and now he's like, oh, but this big, gross pine tree drops stuff all over it. Now i got to get it cut down. Or my favorite, we showed up to do a pin oak removal, like a $4,500 full cleanup, you know, massive pin oak removal. And the first thing out of the guy's mouth when we knock on the door is, I just reseeded the lawn. <laughs> That's why I'm getting the tree cut down so I get light on it. Are you guys gonna damage the grass? I think I remember that job. It's, I'm what pretty sure you, you were there. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty uh, sure no. four tree dudes with donuts in their hand at like 7:30 in the morning just stood there blinking at him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think what we did is I, it's funny. This was years ago, and I like instantly I knew exactly what you're talking about. I think it was like, all right, we'll be back in six months. <laughs> He's like, yeah, maybe Holy I should have fuck. you guys back later. Huh? Like you absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> People, pe- people don't think about it. I'd, we did another one when I was working for James Cummings Tree Service. The uh, another story down, down Crescent <laughs> there, all the way down Crescent. There's an HOA, and they have an arborvita hedge. It's like three fifths of a mile long, and we got contracted to shear the top and sides of this hedge. And three days before along we, Crescent, along Crescent. What's the one? Is that Crescent? 
What do you have, Chris, in between What's, Game Farm and, yep. and, and yep. Corporate? Oh, so was one. it for that homeowners association? Yes. Yeah, that's it. I do that one now. Do you? Yeah, me and Lacey. Oh, cool. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Yeah. Before you show up, do they have Rexius come in and blow fresh new bark dust underneath all the trees on the street side before you get there? You know, I think they did. Yeah. They I did. think they did. They did not learn. They did that to us, too. Yeah, me, Jamie, and Lacey did that. <laughs> The, the, the president of the HOA comes out. He's like, hey, we just had new bark dust blown. It was kind of expensive. Can you guys avoid raking it up? And same thing. He just had like four tree guys standing there blinking at him. Cause, <laughs> With donuts. Like, no. Yeah. Like, no. How are we supposed to, like, what do yeah. you want us to do, sir? You want us to you want us to put it in, you know, a gold panning pan and like, <laughs> we'll, just sit, we'll just sift the Arborvita debris to the bottom and clean I, it I up. I got another piece of Arborvita here. Right, I mean, Those are put tarps for a mile away. You that's, know. that's kind of the... I guess that'd be the value of educating people on properly planning their, that's their funny. projects. How, man, that hedge. So Sucks. you, yeah, that hedge. Well, it does. It That's a bear of a hedge. We got it because I was like, I'm just going to put tons of money on it and there's no way I'm going to get it. And then we got in as like, son of a bitch. Oh. <laughs> At least I'm going to make tons of money. Yeah, I know what the next, you know, two months of weekends are. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's funny you say that because we spent... <laughs> Two days on it, and the owner came out of the company. He goes, if you guys can get this done today on the third day, guys, you guys can have Friday off. And you've never seen six guys work so hard yeah. and so fast to get a hedge done. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, that's something we need to educate also is just the difference between, because we're talking about hedges right now, and it's just like the, fi the perfect meeting area between landscapers and tree people and how many times as a bidder if i have done a bid saying yeah what's well, gonna be but people ask me i don't like to tell them how much it costs until i send the bid yeah but people say so what do you think it's gonna cost and so i take the time to really look at it and i say well you know imagine a bit and i say oh, it's probably gonna be like thirty five hundred dollars thirty five hundred dollars so and so you know landscapers will do for you know, a third of my price. And mm -hmm. I said, okay, well, they can do it. Yeah. Well, they don't want to do it because all of a sudden the insurance is different, right? After eight feet, the landscapers can actually, they're not allowed to get above eight feet. So that's why we're called. So <clears throat> that's part of the value of what we do. You know, again, putting money on it is uh, educating people about the, the quality of what we do. And it's not just the final product. It's how we get there. So I remember Nathaniel, how he likes to do hedges, how specific he is with yeah. the Arborvitae hedges, you know, why we blow the inside out if we can, if people accept to do it and why we do it. Yeah. Explain to that to the, 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 the customer or the tree owner, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and thinning cuts and aerating and, and tapering and, you know all that, all that kind of thing. It's not you can't compare apples apples with apples. Whenever you do a job compared to landscapers, and and I I wish I could educate landscapers more about how hedges are done or how pruning is done. In fact, yeah. So you're getting back at something you mentioned earlier: perceived value. Perceived value. Huh? You know, and I when you're talking about earlier, and I just forgot to ask you in the moment because we kept going, but. As somebody that's worked and been the consulting arborist so long, how do you 
communicate that perceived value to a client because I think that's something that a lot of people could use uh, an understanding of like, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's back to the communication that we started this out with is how do you communicate that what I'm doing is different than the Dotson guys doing? Well, it's, you know, that's it. It, It's. And I I don't want to hate on Dotson. They're a good trucks, you know. (laughs) It is. You have to be, you have to come across as somebody who has the knowledge, but is not cocky or condescending towards the, the people who don't do the, the job as well. Yeah. So, you know, I do that a lot. Talk about your education. Yeah. Well, the education and what when you say when people say something and they say they they want you to do this and you say you know it's not really a good idea. The fundamental part of educating when you teach, for example, I learned that when I was a professional ski instructor, yeah. <laughs> is when you take something away, you have to replace it with something else. You can't really say no. We don't do this. Okay, why don't you do that? Then you say you replace it by this is why we don't do it. Yeah. And also, it's very bad and it's not recommended to trash someone else's job. You know, somebody asks you, oh, what do you think about this? I said, well, you know, I this reason why I would have done it differently. It's, it's, yeah. So you learn those, those ways of just man, maintaining your integrity and showing why you would have done it differently and why it would be better. Mm-hmm. And people understand it's going to be, it, it is different, obviously, and this is why it is better. Because you tell them. Because we, as arborists, dealing a lot with, you know, the competition. And my, my <laughs> almost my dream is to be able to bring everybody else to the level that we like to have because yeah. the ultimate goal lift the is industry the value of what we do the the it, it brings better tree care so better better trees healthier trees well maintained trees and in fact people who bid low will understand that they can actually bid higher yeah because they bring quality. <laughs> well, and oh, that's something I've learned that people want to do a good job. Yeah. If you can help someone do better, you know, if you can help educate someone, then, you know, most people will do it because they understand if I'm doing more quality work, then I can charge more, I can make more. And then the flip side of that is how many times have you, you know, I'm sure we've all been there where we're called out to work on a tree that was just messed up by someone before. You know, if we can avoid that, if you can help somebody else, you know, if you can lift the quality of work, you know, of everybody, then hopefully you're not, you know, you're able to do better work because the thing about tree work, you know, everybody, it's not a blank canvas. Nope. You know, I mean, you're working with what you got. And so you can only do what, you know, you can only work on what's available for you to do. So if you have someone that takes care of the tree real well, you know, then it's like, uh, I did some lace leaves, uh, you know, a month or two ago. And Perry, Perry Tree Care, mm-hmm. that guy had taken care of these things for years, and they were absolutely gorgeous. Now, he's passed away. Oh, he did? Yeah, and the guy that, uh, the client, he worked on these trees for probably 20 years. And so they, and it it had been a couple years since they'd been worked on because the guy didn't know who to trust, who who he wanted to come out and take care of these trees that he loved so much. And it was so easy for me. 
because it was the structure was there. All I had to do is thin it out and kind of, you know, there was a couple things that, you know, my style is a little different than his. So I kind of took it in a little different, but it's like these little tweaks. It's not like, you know, when you go and work on a lace leaf that just hasn't been taken care of, there's no way to make it look like you want to, because you have to like, you know, it's going to take years to get it where you want it. These, it was just kind of thinning it out and it, he loved it. I was stoked doing it, you know, and that's because someone knew what they're doing before I got to it. It wasn't because I knew what I was doing. You know, I mean, I could have really messed it up if I didn't, but like, yeah, you know, you, <laughs> that's the advantage of, you know, the rising tide lifting all ships. I've, I've always enjoyed working on lace leaves. I learned from Drew how mm-hmm. to how to lay under your back with your sunglasses on under the tree and work on it for hours and make a lace leaf look nice. <laughs> and it is regrettable that in line clearance, lace leaves do not get tall enough to get anywhere near the line. <laughs> I haven't had to work on a lace leaf maple for about three years now. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll, I'll have to bring you in as a contractor next time I'm doing some lace leaves. You know, isn't that funny? Because sometimes I talk to customers and, and I tell them, you know, if we... Yesterday, I just looked at a Japanese maple that been, you know, headed back, like topped, so it doesn't get into the gutter, so it doesn't get over the the roof. And I'm thinking it's it's supposed to get over your roof. It's a tree, you know. It's a tree. <laughs> yeah. And I I so I said, you know, instead of just having it sheared and and pruned back every other year because you know you wanted to control it, just allow it to grow. You all of a sudden you're going to have Less work to do, it's going to cost less. And so people sometimes say, well, Albie, you're shooting your sh- yourself in the foot, right? You're putting yourself out of, out of, out of a job because you, you're telling me that what I need to do is restore the canopy. You could have made all have this money topping it. And <laughs> that's, that's it. So that's also what we feel we should do. But that's, that's a lot of value there too. Oh. What's in your heart is actually very, very valuable. What you believe is good for you, what's, wh- how are you going to feel when you've done your job at the end of the day? Yeah. Did you make a lot of money because you did whatever the the con- the, 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 the customer wanted? The tree owner. The tree, the tree owner. owner. The tree owner. <laughs> <laughs> the tree owner. Thank you. <laughs> edit that. Edit that. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> Do you feel good because you make tons of money doing something you hated it, but at least it costs a lot? Or are you happy coming home, feeling like you made somebody happy, that the tree looks good? You know, maybe it's, it costs a, th- a fraction of what you could have made if you topped the tree. The value of, yeah. of your integrity. The value of your integrity. And yes. the value of the tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's another thing yeah. that, you know. What they cost. What they, w- yeah, what is that tree worth? It's not just worth the money you're going to get in your pocket from pruning it mm-hmm. for the client. And remember, our job is to take care of our client. Mm -hmm. So if we're just trying to get the money out of them, people will see through that eventually, right? But if you instead sell them on the value of the tree, then they're going to start trusting you. And in the long game, if they trust you, they're going to stay with you and you're going to get a lot more valuable value out of of that relationship. And they're going to get more value out of that tree. Along those same lines... I was lucky enough, I, I did 10 years in residential work, and I only worked for two companies. So in that time, I would go back and work for the same clients on the same trees year in and year out, and I learned a lot 
as an arborist just working on the same trees to say, oh, you know, you know, I did this one two years ago. Look, I made this cut here and this is how it grew back, mm-hmm. you know, and this is this is how this species reacted in this way. And it was really you learn a lot going back to work for the same customers yeah. over and over again. Oh, um, I yeah. mean, I, as as you know, if you you learn what to cut and what not to cut and how this species is going to react and, you know. Mm-hmm. It's an education it, working on the tree over and over it, again for years. Is. Yeah. Remember the story? I, I You were still working for Sperry at the time because it's about 15 years ago. Anyway, I <laughs> went to a customer. It was August. It was a hot day. And that, that old guy had a, a perfect corner lot, right? Beautiful corner lot. And he had a, a big leaf maple. Probably 40 years, 50 years, you know, just in its prime. Perfectly placed, gorgeous. And so, <laughs> old guy comes out of the house. I ring the bell, he comes out of the house. We walked right under the shade of the tree. And I'm looking at the tree and I'm I'm just mesmerized. It's so beautiful. I'm, I love the shade, so I'm appreciating the shade. And he looks at me and said, I want that sucker down. I said, what? <laughs> you gotta be kidding. You know, I was just, he was like, I could see he was an old funny guy, and I said, "You gotta be kidding!" He said, "No, no, no, no! I want. I'm tired of raking the leaves." <laughs> and I said, "Well, you know, it's think about the, the amount of days you rake the leaves, or you have the the leaves raked by someone else, obviously, or blown." Um, he said, I'm, "I'm tired of raking those leaves," and and I said, "Well, you know, think about how much you know we're sitting right under the shade of this tree." It's, you know, 90 degrees outside. There's a reason why. Well, I don't care. I've got air conditioning. You have air conditioning. Okay. Well, okay. So that's when you say, uh, let's take this conversation over to the (laughs) sun. Yeah. And then you just go like on the sun side of him. So he has to look into the sun. I got got another one. I said, you don't have, you don't care about, about the shade. No, I don't care about the shade. You have air conditioning. Yeah. So you really don't care about the shade. No, 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 no. I don't care about that. So, Hypothetical situation. You and I are pulling in a parking lot. It's a tar- target, right? There are two places left. One of, them, one of them is in the shade. The other one is in the full sun. You're pulling your truck in full sun because I get the shady spot, right? You just said to me, I don't care about the shade. So it's like, yeah, well, you know, yeah, I guess I get your point. I get it. But I still want it out. So I'm thinking, shit. So I said, you realize the value of that tree? He said, what do you mean? I said, uh-huh. I'm, I'm thinking that I have a bite. Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, quite frankly, that tree is in great condition. It's You have a beautiful corner lot. It's been proven that if you put your house on the market and you make a picture of the, the house without the, the, the tree and the same picture with with the tree and put it in different places where people can look at it and don't recognize necessarily the house, your house is going to go for much more money with the tree than without the tree. It brings about 15% more value. We said, really? And I said, okay. I got a, I, <laughs> I, I, I hooked and I reeled. Yeah. The tree's still standing. Nice. Yeah. Well, nice. The, the old man was probably 82 at the time was 15 years ago, so maybe he's still alive. But the tree's still standing. So that's value right there. 
That that is value. Yeah. And yes, it, it, it he's the one who told me, you know, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You you putting yourself out of a job. And I said, I don't care. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that's because there's value for the tree. There's value for him, mm -hmm. and there's value for you because he trusts you now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was that was from the grave. He probably trusts me. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see that. But he's buried in a nice. Yeah. Wherever he is, he's buried in a nice shady plot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feeding like, a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle. Full yeah. circle. Oh, so life. So I life. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to do like a backyard or a side yard, even front yard removal, and you start, you know seven or eight in the morning and the client comes out and they, Oh, you know, you guys have a good day and they go to work and they come home at the end of the day as you're finishing up and they walk into their house and they come running outside. They go, my living room's 15 degrees warmer than it normally is. You're like, well, there used to be a big giant silver maple shading <laughs> yeah. your house and it's, it's in the back of a truck and a trailer now. So <laughs> yeah. I can't help you. Yeah. Super glue only goes so far. It's, yeah. It does. There's only 45 minutes after you make the cut before the wood glue will actually work. <laughs> and that's, and you know, there's another, there's perceived value. People look at that. Hey, my, yeah. my gutters are full of leaves and I don't like leaves on the lawn and you know, I can't get this to grow because of the shade. Like, well, you know, screw that lawn, man. It's, it's, people yeah. like their lawns, I've found. It's yeah. an American thing. Uh, there's been, there's been times <laughs> too, you know, you, you show up to cut down some big, beautiful tree and, and you, say, you know, why are you getting this cut down? It's a beautiful tree. You say, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't like leaves. I want to grow a lawn. You're like, then what are you doing living in the Willamette Valley? You know, mm, yeah. you, you should probably be in like Yuma, Arizona. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the saguaros don't throw that much shade, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my neighbor used to have... He told me that when I uh, when I moved in years ago. Now they, him and his wife both passed, but he used to, he told me oh, I used to have a willow in the front yard, and and we actually spare tree care. We removed the um, Douglas fir in the backyard, so there was no trees, no trees left. He wanted to have full sun on his lawn. He never walked on his lawn. The only person who walked on his lawn was the guy who mowed it, <laughs> and it was, and I was like, damn. And so he had a. He had, I've never seen that willow, but he had a beautiful weeping willow in his front yard shading his house in the sun. You know, it was on the south side. But, you know, no, 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 no it's going to mess up with the lawn. So, you know, just uh, <laughs> where are your priorities? Yeah. I, 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 think about HOAs, you know, we mentioned HOAs. Their passion with lawn is almost grotesque. It's I, almost religious. I don't yeah. know. I am growing moderately concerned that so many people who've had interactions with Albie about trees are now deceased. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're all people who either wanted to or did remove trees. Yeah, so I know, something's going on here. Yeah, a little contract. <laughs> yeah. sit down and... Uh, <laughs> you know, I gave them a, a minimum, an offer they couldn't refuse. <laughs> Got a problem with that? <laughs> the bid will be on its way. <laughs> yeah, you got a little sit down over here. <laughs> no, the, it's, I mean, I don't do private side anymore, but the HOA thing when I was is definitely, it's, there's, the there's, there's funny stuff that goes on with HOAs for sure. It's a pain in the ass. You know, and, and sometimes you also go in, in you know, um, Places where they have uh, mobile homes, and everybody has a Japanese maple that's been just pump pumped, and then yeah. the neighbor has a dogwood that has been 
pom pom, and the magnolia that's been pom pom, and they want you to come and pom pom the tree. And I said, you know what, I. I I pulled there, in. A, there, there's a guy in a Datsun over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he can help you with that. <laughs> I pull in, the, in those, you know, trailer parks. I'm like, oh, what is it gonna be? Yeah. And I have to, I have to just stay, you know, objective and say, hey, how can I help you today? But I've, I've always, I stood my ground. You know, I learned how to do this over the years. Sometimes people want to do you to do something, and he said, you know what? Yeah, let, let me, let me. Give another twist into what you would like to have. What about, and then you explain what you'd like to do. And you start from there. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you tell people, eventually you won't have to call me all the time. <laughs> right? And, but it's going to get too tall. It's okay. Yeah. Well, I always, I always ask them. Don't you want flowers? What is too tall? <laughs> like, what what's wrong with something yeah, being tall? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, people, it is. It is control. They always feel like they have to be futzing and messing with their tree. Yeah. And it's like sometimes the tree's been doing this longer than we have. Yeah. <laughs> they know what to do. You know, and I I bring that up sometimes doing line clearance. You know, people say, you know, you guys, you butcher my tree. And I'll, I'll be honest, trees don't look great a lot of the time when we get done mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. It's we got to get that 10 feet of clearance. That's mm-hmm. that's the rule. And, you know, people say, I've lived here 35 years, and you guys come every three years, and you do this, and my tree looks terrible when you're done. And I, I very calmly point out to them, I'm like, if it's been 35 years, and every three years we do this, your tree is still alive. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. going to point that out. Like, <laughs> we're still coming back and cutting it because mm-hmm. your tree is continuing to grow. Mm-hmm. And it it's it might not look that great when we're done. And, you know, mm-hmm. I apologize for that. I don't always like what I have to do, but. The, the rules are the rules. The utility wants their clearance. OSHA says it's got to be this much. Mm-hmm. And trees have been growing for a long time before humans started interfering with them, and most of them find a way to just keep growing. We invented pruning. We yeah. did. <laughs> well, kind of. Because trees do prune themselves. Yeah, well, you could... Yeah. You know, when if a tree has got a branch Voluntary. that's yeah. too big and snow hits it, it'll break. You know, it'll do weight reduction. Now, it doesn't look as clean as we want it to be, you know, but trees have learned to adapt. I mean, that's why coded exists, because trees have learned how to compartmentalize wounds. You know what I mean? And so... Well, think about adaptation, too. When you look at a uh, subalpine fir, it's extremely narrow. Yeah. For one reason, because it's always covered with... I mean, five months of the year, it's covered with no, maybe three now. Unfortunately, yeah. you know they they know what to do. Yeah, they don't grow wide because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. part of survival. Yeah, that's interesting. And they they're adapting in ways that are next yeah. level compared to what they're doing. They're adapting through genetic evolution yeah. rather than just you know. If you had a silver maple in the Cascade, it won't make it. Yeah, yeah. You know the snow is crap. Yeah, you know, <laughs> on the west side, and it's too wide. It's gonna split. Yep. Where they originated from, you know, the Midwest, where the snow is actually much lighter. Yeah. It's much drier. Yeah. They should have stayed there, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't have crossed the Rockies. Yeah. They don't seem to have that many trouble with uh, silver maples over there. Yeah. You know, I've got, I've got another story from the field that I was kind of... Uh, I've been thinking about as we were talking about this episode coming out because 
it kind of is how I've structured my side business, Happy Little Tree Care, on how we, you know, one of the ways we look at value. Because, you know, and part of the reason we can do this is because we're a business that does a couple jobs a month. You know, as we, you know, we won't, I only work on the weekends. It's just me and my wife and we pull in contractor here or there. If we have a you big project. Kids to work yet? Yeah, we actually have. <laughs> <laughs> They're six and nine and they've both uh, made money hauling brush. <laughs> you know, uh, you do what you know. And when I was six and nine, <laughs> six to nine, I was hauling brush too. <laughs> so hey, hey, break until the time. Yeah. <laughs> Will you be sending them to the Jake the Rake training camp? Oh, for sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah, there could be a Jake the Rake internship if they if the kids if I trust that the kids won't embarrass me in front of Jake you know, yeah <laughs> Jake's got some high standards for yeah sure. yeah exactly you also don't want him to mention my daddy has a blower in the garage <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah no, no yeah sorry Jake um but <laughs> you know the one of the ways we look at you know what the way we look at value is not just money. You know, money money holds value, but money is not value, right? People always look at money, you know, you work for money. But really, I try to look at it as we work for value. You know, that's, that's why you work, is to bring value to your life, right? And what money does is money is a thing we invented a long time ago as a way to store value. So I could work now, and instead of you giving, you know, maybe you, you make bread. Well, I've got a thousand dollar removal. I don't need a thousand dollars worth of bread in return. Right. So we invented money as a way to store that value. You know, what's going to benefit me. I want to empower my community. So like this, the ice storm that happened right before new year's or not ice, but uh, snowstorm. A lot of my neighbors who are neighbors that if they have tree work, they call me anyways because we have a relationship, you know, had branches down in their yard. So instead of, that story. yeah, instead of going and hitting them up, you know, for these little jobs, which a lot of them were offering to pay me, I was just like, no, no, I just got my truck, you know, my big, uh, not big, but my tree truck, you know, and just started filling it up with branches, making a cut here or there, you know, and refusing money at every stop. You know, and it was about a day's worth of work to go through the neighborhood, you know, probably hit uh, six or seven neighbors. And I met some new neighbors. One of them, a guy that uh, has, you know, I've done a lot of work. He's got a giant big leaf maple, big firs and all kinds of beautiful trees. One of his firs dropped a bunch of branches on the elderly couple's house behind his house, you know. And so I was meeting them for the first time there in their, you know, mid to late 80s. Neither of them are from, you know, I think. One of them's from England and not from around here. Not from around here. Uh, hopefully, Albie doesn't give them a bit on any tree work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chances are they don't have any family around here either. So, you know, they were just stoked to have someone come over and help load up the branches in their backyard. You know, and so I ended up making these connections with all these people in the neighborhood, and actually have done work for some of them since then. Mm. You know, so you build relationships. You're building relationships. You know. Um, and so I think it's really important to f- try to figure out what value is for you. You know, for me, it's really important to build community, strengthen my community, because then if I need something, I've got a community of people that know me as the person that's willing to help them when they're in need. 
you know, and so if I'm in need, they're probably willing to look at me, you know, and now that's easier when I have a small business and doing little jobs here or there. I don't have a big overhead. So it's, but I know Sperry does similar stuff. You know, you, uh, Sperry every year nominates people who are, I, what do you guys call it? I don't recall. It's like <laughs> where you'll go as the office, but, but the, you know, I, that, yeah. the, you can, you can nominate people at Sperry and then Sperry will donate a day's work mm-hmm. to go out and take care of these people that need help. Yeah. We've done that a couple of years for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know Rob. I don't think there's a title for this, but yeah. Well, Rob was calling it something. He was talking about it on the podcast a while ago, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it, you, name it whatever you want. You know, the idea is that you're trying to bring community uh, value to your community. You're strengthening your community. I mean, I think we all could realize that communities right now, it like bringing neighbors together, bringing people together, strengthening your community is something we could all do a little bit. <laughs> uh-huh. it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it feels like you, some, some people could see that as saying, oh, you're just donating your time. People don't understand volunteering sometimes, but it's, it's not only it will... On a business point of view, you will you will be more successful because people will talk about what you've done. So it, it could be a calculated move. Oh, it's a hundred percent a calculated yeah, yeah. move, yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, there's also that 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 satisfaction of doing something, you know, see, seeing people just smiling because you just help them. Oh yeah, it's one day of your life. <laughs> so for some, they've never done volunteering before. And it changes their life, you know. It oh, just, when you go plant a tree with friends of trees, for example, it's yeah, I know. You see the light in people's eyes, and they say, "I've never planted a tree before. How does it feel?" Yeah, yeah. Sperry's done the, a couple of plantings with friends of, of trees recently. Yes. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I mean, I've been doing this. Yeah, I've been doing trees fourteen years now. Whether I was with Sperry or James Cummings or now at Wright, I spend all of January chipping people's Christmas trees for them. Oh, yeah. Because you yeah. show up to do the job, and it's laying in the front yard, mm-hmm. and you know the guy's wife's been nagging him to get rid of it for the last mm-hmm. three weeks, and you say, hey, <laughs> you want me to throw the trees through the chipper? I told you I need a pickup truck. Just even, <laughs> right? even, even that one little thing, people truly appreciate. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, it's, and that, hopefully, that way the next time right tree service shows up, they don't get mad at us that the new ground guy scratched the side of the house, dragging brush past, and like, it's mm-hmm. okay. They chipped my Christmas tree last time. They were <laughs> well, and it's funny because, like, what a small gesture. Like, for if you have yeah. a chipper there already, like, I mean, that takes, what, five minutes if you have to wrestle it through the chipper. Yes. You know what I mean? It takes almost nothing. And, like, even if your ground guy doesn't scrape the house, and even if you don't, they just remember right fondly. Yep. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's building that, that goodwill within the community. Leaving the place cleaner than you found it yeah being a good camper but i mean talk about value there's the simplest easiest thing to do like i'm already chipping the whole 110 foot fir tree we're cutting down in the backyard what is one christmas tree matter you know yeah to me it's nothing it's like right? half a branch it's you know it's another <laughs> scoop it's a scoop full of chips in the back of the truck but to that customer it's a big deal because mm-hmm. now that guy can spend saturday drinking beer and watching football and not getting bitched at about his wife because the Christmas tree is still in the driveway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about it. We've all got wives here. We, if if you've been in a long-term relationship, you've been in one of those moments where you've been asked to do something and it just kind of been pushed off. And you How, immediately thought about calling Albie to have him come give a tree bid to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> I forgot where I was going after that. That's great. We all, we all have wives. No, no. We all know problem. that moment when, like, you've solved the problem without them getting on you about it. And they're like, so what about that Christmas tree? And you're like, oh, yeah, I took care of that. Dude, you just gave that person that win. You know what I'm saying? You just gave them. They are stoked. You brownie know? points. Yeah, brownie <laughs> points, man. That's awesome. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you guys got anything else? I think we covered we covered a lot of good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with so many different opinions, private side, yeah, clear, yeah, it was it was brilliant to have to have Yaniv uh, here. That's a great idea. Yeah, it worked out great. Worked out great. I actually, I have to say that I hear. I don't know about you guys, but I, in the public, the private sector, I hear a lot of people. Always, always talking about the city is going to come and do clean the tree from my par- the power lines. I said that's not the city; it's eWeb. Oh yeah, uh, they we, always we think like right. Yeah, yeah. And then I, we, then we I always, you know, they when they start bashing on 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 right, I I tell them or or eWeb or whatever, whether I'm Springfield or Eugene doesn't make any difference. No, no, that's the city. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> and I I tell them, you know, this is. I do the probably the same spiel as what you do is you know it's an OSHA reg you can't really just bypass this, and I tell I tell people you know some sometimes you I don't think you've ever seen a tree catching on fire because it touches the primaries but it's something pretty nasty to look at, and it could be dangerous. You don't realize that a tree could be energized, and so yes, they come and you yeah they 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 have to do the pruning. But it's uh, it's necessary, mm-hmm. and I usually tell them the same the same thing, is uh, when it's summer and you see them coming, you're bitching, but when it's winter and they're restoring power, because they're just cleaning the trees out of the lines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think about that. All of a sudden, the you know the Super Bowl is back on, <laughs> right? Yeah, so. The beer is getting warm in the fridge, and you can't <laughs> watch the game. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Good one, good one. No, I it's uh, I, I don't know. I I spent years doing private side, thinking, man, look at the job the line clearance guys do. It's terrible. Like it, and it's and it's now that I do it myself, I realize that they they're doing tree work with a different end goal in mind. You know, you do private side trimming, and you're doing it for, I mean, tree health. I mean, we, we do our best on line clearance to make proper cuts and maintain tree health, but also for aesthetics. And mm. then when you come to do line clearance, like, it's going to look horrible if I cut this branch out, but everything on this branch is within 10 feet of the lines, so I got to cut it out of there. And it's it was, it was you know, I realized very early on in line clearance that it's it's you have a completely different, it's the same kind of work we were saying earlier. It's It's all the same, but it's different. Like, you're still climbing a tree, you're still trying to be safe. You've got to communicate with the guys on the ground and make sure nothing goes wrong. you got to clean the yard up like you were never there, but you're you're there to achieve a different goal than the private side arborist who shows up. So the, to an extent. I also, you know, you got to try to leave stuff looking nice if you can. You can't just yeah. flat top their dogwood and tell you, there you go. You, know? <laughs> yeah. we'll so be- you bring a different value yeah. than what, you know, than maybe, well, I shouldn't say any other ones. Because we deal with some of the same stuff. It's not as extreme, right? 
but we a lot of time you know we have code we have to follow as well right so we got to have 15 feet of clearance on the street and nine feet of clearance on the sidewalk not a big deal if you got a big doug fir it's a big deal if you got a japanese maple that they've love and been taken care of for a long time and you're like yep we're gonna cut half of this side off and then this side we're gonna we're not gonna do the whole thing but we're gonna go up nine feet (laughs) you know like we get some upset people in that same way and you know it's it's a tough sell but i think the i think the key in that communication is expressing the value and that's you know the big difference between you guys and me for example i can't say no can say you know what i'm not interested yeah mm-hmm. you can't you have to do it because it's you know you in the right of way and this is a different right of ways oh yeah lines. you know it's, it's so totally different my, from my that. bring down to because i can say no and i i can decide what i want to do or want to want to have our guys do actually is i have the i don't really have to put myself in a situation where i don't want to be yeah meaning at the end of the day, I I want to ask you that as uh, so value of life. Do you have days when you're like really bummed out when you just like shit? Oh yeah, I really <laughs> needed to do this. I, I had yeah. to do it. I really didn't want to, but it's part of my job. Yeah, no, that yeah. that's definitely a thing. You know, it the, the the level of satisfaction. So there you there are, is the, satisfaction your for tree. Is it still there? Yeah, it's there, but you have to you have to understand why why you're there, why you're doing this. That's right. And the flip side of it is is you can like you can say no, right? Mm. Like I can't say no to going to the do the job, mm. but they can say no to you too. Mm-hmm. They can't say no to me. I just have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like guaranteed work, no bidding. That's right. It's just this. It, it's not about what you know. What do you want? It's about this is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And there's a what do you want also. You know, it's like, hey, is there anything that like within the realm of what I'm doing, if there's something I can do that will like, you know, if there's a branch that's just been bothering you and it's easy enough for me to get rid of it and it's not going to hurt the tree, yeah, I'd be happy to do that for you. You know, I I try to, I guess, I try to offer them value mm. that might help them feel happy about me being there as well. Good point. You know, but it like there's a real there's a whole different way you have to look at it, Mm -hmm. you know, and part of the reason I do the side work is because I like doing the lace leaves and I like doing the ornamental and I like doing fruit trees, Mm -hmm. you know, and so by working on, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do it because I want to make money. Okay, that was my next question. But it like I also do it because, you know, there are parts of the work that I really love doing. From the private side, and so I, I kind of search out those jobs. So that's it. So it's part. Yes, you make money, which just it doesn't hurt obviously. That's why we're all doing it. And so yeah, but in the meantime, there's got to be a, a percentage of that that just feeds your soul. Like I'm tired of doing clearance for the street. I'm tired of being bitched at by neighbors, by uh, 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 tree owners. Yeah. You know? And all of a sudden, you find solace going and do something that you really like to do and you have that special relationship with the, the, the customer. Yeah. yeah. Really, r- really for us, like clearance is a big part of our job, but it's not the only thing we do. We are pretty well um, enabled to, you know, do whole tree health for every tree that we touch. You know, we're very, our supervisor, Eric, is very, um, very intense that, you know, 
it's not just about the clearance. We're not just clearance arborists. You, we Good. want you to take care of these trees. Mostly it's just getting away from traffic. That's why yeah. I do a lot of the side. Yeah, that, honestly, that's the traffic. The hardest part about doing the work that we do at the city, and it's probably similar for you, the part that stresses me out is working in the right of way. Kind of like for you, yep. it's working by the power lines. That can kill you dead. The same thing with traffic, man. Like, we'll be working, and cars are flying by at 45 miles an hour all day. Like, today, I was walking next to the cone line, and this dude in his Mercedes, this old dude, drives six inches away from me. There was no car in the other lane. He could have easily moved around me, but, you know, and I got a chipper on one side, and this guy just, like, freaking hugs it. I don't know what was on his mind. You know, and you're just like, man, all that guy has to do is adjust his radio at the wrong time and I'm done, you know, and that, that does get to me at times. I'm like, I, I was updating the inventory, you know, so, uh, part of our job is we have, we inventory every city tree. And so, you know, a lot of that is walking down the street with an iPad, you know, measuring with a D tape, estimating the height, the width, you know, getting a lot of these details and I'm doing that and I hear boom behind me. And one car, it was on Oak Street, you know how you got cars parked on the street and people are just flying down there. And They do. Yeah, this lady just freaking catches the edge of a car. I don't know if she was adjusting a radio. Boom. Or freaking maybe. Who knows? Rolls her car. <laughs> just maybe. And just, just maybe. hits the car, throws that parked car into a parked car that rolls and stops like three feet away from me. Oh, shit. And it's just like, oh, Yeah. I'm working in a very dangerous environment, That's, you know. And we work in line clearings. You know, the lines, lo, the lines, the lines will kill you, right? Mm-hmm. You touch the lines, and you're a pair of charred boots. Like that's all they give back to your wife. Like, oh, we're really sorry. And yeah. a flag. And you know exactly. <laughs> you just, you get, they just, they get a folded the right fo- flag. They get the a right folded right. tarp. The it's, right. a fold, <laughs> it's a folded tarp. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the, the lines are dangerous. The tree work itself is dangerous. But just chipping on the side of a busy road is dangerous you know we hire new guys yeah. and the one of the first things you teach them other than looking up i don't i don't know why 20 year olds can't put their phone down and look up apparently it's not a thing their necks only bend down as it turns out <laughs> the but muscles they, are overdeveloped right. looking down yeah. but you have to fight all that training to get it back up <laughs> but but like when you're chipping you know we got to teach these guys you chip on the curbside for that exact reason because how many people are flying through a work zone yeah. way faster than they should they're on their phone they're messing with the radio they're yelling at the kid <laughs> in the back and if you're standing on that street side of the chipper and someone smashes you in their Toyota Sequoia, like, that's it. You're dead or you're quadriplegic. Yeah, they you you get a, a false sense of security setting up a work zone. Mm-hmm. Now, it's important to have the cones up there, yep. but those cones aren't stopping shit. Nope. You know, that car is going to, it's not even going to blink as it runs you into that chipper. should have a shield like in Star Trek. Yeah, we should. We should. <laughs> Which, I mean, we're talking about value, just the value of, of safety and training. Yeah, uh, man. Uh, and I, 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 you know, I work with guys who complain. One of our requirements: if you're on a, two, a street that's open on both ends, you got to have tree work signs out on on both ends. You know, yeah. tree work ahead, and you got to have your cones, and you got to have all that set up. And guys, oh, it's gonna be a twenty minute job. I'm not setting up. I'm not setting up signs. And it's, it's, it. it, it I, I, sometimes it feels inconvenient to walk forty yards down the street in the rain and set up a sign. But the value of it is that 
Now the guy who's blown through the neighborhood in his Mercedes, not paying attention, sees a big bright orange reflective sign, and maybe that stops him from smashing one of you. Maybe mm. that stops him blowing through the cones. You know, it's there for a reason. And taking out some poor idiot twenty year old who's on his phone instead of chipping brush. Yeah, you know, the, um, that's something that I am very a, a stickler about. Is whenever we, if we have to work in the right of way, if we know there is going to be a chance we're going to be in the right of way. I put my foot down. It's like, you know, TCP, traffic control plan, uh, flaggers, permit. You don't mess around with that. Yeah. No, it's it's so important. I, I love how you took value in a whole nother direction oh, there. Yeah. It's really, really With important. a traffic zone, like, is so, like, pounded into you at the city. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to go through flagging classes. You have to know how, like, I've, I've, learned so much about setting up traffic zones and shutting down roads or shutting down one lane and what the order of the signs and all these things that I did not even kind of know. Yeah. We're not really, we're not Clarence Arborists and we're not really even Arborists. We're really traffic control. We just move traffic controls all the way around the city and they just happen to be around trees. So that's, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of what we do sometimes. <laughs> Which, you know, it, it comes down to again, value like, yeah, the tree works making money, you know, that the city's getting their tree work done and you're making money. The private side's making making money while the tree work gets done. Right tree service is making money, but at the end of the day, none of it's as valuable as the life of the guy doing the work. I like, kind of feel like we should have led with this. Right? You like, know, we're like an hour and 20 minutes in, and we're getting to the most important like, part like, of it. You know, well, I, yeah, tell, safety, by the way. Yeah. I tell all the new guys that come on my crew, I tell them, like, look, at the end of the day, I don't care if we only do one tree today, if we all go home in one piece and we all go home and eat dinner with our wife and kids. Yeah. Because yep. nothing we do matters if one of us doesn't go home at the end of the day. So that that's not just the value of the traffic work, and I know, you know you're not thinking that, but it's the value of the PPE, the helmet, yep. the glasses. The vest. The vest, the training, the like understanding how to properly set a line in a healthy crotch, doing, the, uh, you know, doing your track, tree risk assessment, understanding what's a healthy tree, what's an okay tree to climb. Knowing your proper techniques. I mean, I have come out of trees because I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, like falling out of trees a long time ago when I didn't know what I was doing. When we were, you know, it was, you know, early 2000s, probably 2000, you know, and we were trying to figure out what the single rope technique is. And me being 20 and not, and being kind of an idiot, I was just putting a pressic on a single rope and had a foot ascender. And I'm just advancing the pressic and pulling the foot ascender up, you know, I, there wasn't a place to get good single rope training. You know, that was us just figuring it out. It was kind of a different time in a different industry. But that foot ascender came off, and I sat back on the line and just whoosh, came right down. You know, like, train properly training yourself. Understand there's a right way and there's a wrong way to do it. And if someone's telling you you need to learn a new way to do it, it's not because they're trying to be a dick. It's because they're actually trying, you know, if someone's trying to tell you the right way to do it, they're doing you a favor. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to save you some heartache that, or, you know, save, maybe it's save your loved one some heartache, mm-hmm. you know, save, maybe save you from making the mistake they made, you know, so get that training, find somebody that knows what they're doing. If you don't work for a company that you feel is going to train you, find somebody that is, there's, mm-hmm. there's places you can go. There's like the A Academy. It's something Academy in Northern California. It's like the two, 
two tree guys drinking beer podcast or something like that, then those guys run a, a whole school in Northern California. I've never been there. I don't know anything about it, but I would guess that they, you know, if they've been successful, they're probably teaching you the right way to do it and or just go out of your way to get hired on with a company that's going to teach you the right way. Yeah. We hiring. If, yeah. I was about to say, if you, <laughs> if you need to uh, do, if you feel like that's what you need, reach out to us and we'll put you in touch with someone. You know, treethinkingpodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. We'll hook you up with someone that it wants to train somebody the right way. Because that is huge. There is so much value. I mean, that's that's value. You know, that's compound interest right there. That's value that's going to help you become more valuable in all the ways we're talking about training. And not make you dead. Yeah, not Which make is- you dead make you more knowledgeable when you're talking to the client, which means you're going to be able to communicate in a way that's going to build a relationship, which means you're going to be able to help save that tree and help that tree provide. I mean, it connects in with every level of what we've talked about. Yeah, it's not just the uh, safety aspect and learn how to climb is the value of knowing, starting a new career and starting, you know, the knowledge of our culture is you keep learning, you keep learning. There's always something to learn and, I think it's a fantastic career to be in. Oh, yeah. I, I've been doing this for a long, long time now. and I, There's nothing else I want to do, you know. I, I I, just don't see myself really stopping. Uh, no. Even when I, quote, unquote, retire. In a few, oh, you're a lifer. I mean, <laughs> you're a lifer for sure. You're not going to stop at least until the forensic investigators find out what happened to all those clients. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He'll he'll still be pruning trees yeah. in prison now. <laughs> right? Down by the shore. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it. That it's it's uh, it's the value of of uh, what you can learn and become. You know, I've just seen. You know, look at Robin, for example. Yeah. Really blossomed. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Big time. He blossomed. He just became he just all of a sudden he had an interest in something that was just really well and that's fitting his life. That's what and I've seen it happen to a lot of people, right? Yep. Where what tree work does is it can give you a purpose. Yep. You know, and there's a lot of value in having purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy for you to get to stumble in life. You know, if you don't if you're not a focused individual, if you don't have something to put your energy to, but uh, if you can have a purpose, uh, something that gives you an excuse to get up early and go to work and make that money, that that brings a lot of value. Yeah. How do you guys, that's a good question. There were work that I did in the past before I, I was an arborist a long, long, long time ago. When I really was not, I, w- I would wake up and I'd be like, shit. I have to go and do this. I didn't didn't really want to do it. I didn't like what I was doing. Sometimes it was a student job and I was working in a factory. And that was like, okay, I I clearly don't want to do that the rest of my life. And I was working with lifers. Like people who were just counting down the day until they were retiring. Mm -hmm. They were counting down the minutes until it was time to clock out. Yeah. And I, I remember telling myself, I'll never... Never sit down, sell down to that level just because that's the only thing I can do. So I always urge people just to really looking at what you really, really, really want to do, and just go get it. Yeah, and it's you might not be a millionaire, but is it exactly 
what do you want to do? Do you want to make tons of money and not liking what you do every day? Or do you want to come home and say, gosh, it was a great day today. I saw a tree. I've never seen that kind of tree before. I thought I was told that it was this and this. Or I learned a new technique of climbing. I learned a new pruning. Oh, I became certified today. I learned, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So much. It's, you know, def- it's definitely, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was, was going to say it's, it's, there's definitely days, tree work's like every job. There's days where you're like, this is incredible. You know, you're mm-hmm. 130 feet up some fir in the beautiful summer sun, and you can see all the way to the lake to the west, and you can oh, see, yeah. you know, all the way to the next town over, and you're like, it's I, Friday. You know, right? I got paid <laughs> today. Uh, and there's moments like that where you're like, I, I can't ever see myself doing anything else. There's mm-hmm. no way. And then there's days when it's pouring rain and you're up 150 foot cottonwood removal, and you're thinking to yourself, "Man, why am I not a lifer?" In fact, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so much safer. Right? I'd be inside. There's donuts in the break room. Like, this is stupid. But at at the end of the day, I, it's, I don't know about you guys, but I can't I can't ever see myself doing anything else. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this until either my union retirement is fully vested and I can call it quits <laughs> or, or my body finally breaks down and says that I can't do it anymore. The thing about it is, is we're all lucky to have that feeling. Mm. And that's because we've found, you know, enough value in what we do to really, you know, it's one of those cliches, but if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Yep. You know, entirely true. Yeah. So, I'm just going to say stay safe and find value in your job, man. Love what you do. See you guys. And always tie in twice. (laughs) God, I caught...